A blues Love rock talk radio. From Johnny Chops. Plus, Halo Circus is back from their tour, and they found three nominations for L.A. Music Critic Waiting, Critic waiting when they got here. It's Music Friday Live. Los Angeles, California, the music capital of America. It's Music Friday Live, and I'm your host, Patrick O'Heffernan. This is your show. Our guests are here to talk with you. So call in, 347-215-7511, or you can email us. You can email us at musicfridaylive at gmail.com. I want to say welcome to our listeners on the CyberStationUSA.com network and all of their radio affiliates who are actually going to be hearing us a little later. And also to the Blog Talk Radio Network audience who are hearing us now and everybody listening to us on iTunes and Stitcher. And also tomorrow in the United Kingdom on the Artist Echoes Network. If you have questions or comments for our guests, and you're listening to us live, call in 347-215-7511. Otherwise, email, and we will send your questions on to our guests, and they can get back in touch with you. Johnny Chops released his solo album, Johnny Chops and the Razors, last month, and the blues world will never be the same. Based in Texas, the music hub of Austin, uh, Chops has been writing and performing uh, tunes since his uncle gave him a battered acoustic guitar at the age of 16. Well, since then, he's logged thousands of miles. He's worked on eight albums playing bass for the Randy Rogers Band, and his song, Last Last Chance, hit number one on Texas music charts. When he released Sticks and Stones in 2013, his first album as a solo artist, we all kind of sat up and took notice, and we really noticed when he formed his own band, The Razors. So if you love blues, you will love this album, the singles he's released from it, and the great new videos. But right now, we get to talk to him. Johnny, welcome to Music Friday Live. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me. It's going really well because you're here, right? Uh, <laughs> That's right. Well, first of all, we should get your name out of the way because I know people are going to call in and ask about it. You're, you're Johnny Richardson. <laughs> when did Chops get in between Johnny and Richardson? Is there a story there? Um, it's not really a great story. It's just um, I used to wear uh, big like pork chop sideburns. And um, when I was in college, I was at a party or something, and some guy said, Hey, hey, Chops, go get us some more beer or something like that. <laughs> And um, the name just kind of stuck. Um, people seem to remember it, and um, it's, it's, it, it flows right off the tongue. So I just kind of went with it. Yeah, it, it does. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, thinking back to my college days, I had chops like that, too, but nobody ever called me chops. <laughs> That's because I, <laughs> I couldn't play the guitar. All right. Well, I'll, I'll bet you have a lot of other stories, uh, touring with the Randy Rogers Band and now with the, with the Razors. Um, do you actually tour with both bands simultaneously? Um, yes, although it's usually not um, at the same time, like in the same weekend or whatever, um, but I'm still actively doing both projects. Um, Randy Rogers Band has been my main gig for a long time now, um, and that's that's sort of my main, uh, I call it my day job, and we play, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we play like 100, 120 dates a year, and then in my other days um, that I have off, I do the Razors. 120 dates a year. That's a concert every three days. And yeah, that's about this, right. And then you play with your other band. Huh? Boy, you are a busy guy. Well, uh, the new album, and I, you have you took time to create an album too, and it's dynamite. Yes, so sir. I'm going to play. Uh, I want to play one of the singles. In fact, the single that you uh, released recently. This is Believer. Oh. 
station Somebody gonna meet the hangman for too long I've always been a believer Cause I could read the signs And the Lord That is uh, one addictive piece of music And it's definitely on the top of my playlist I've been listening to it all week um, Thank you We did get an email about the video that goes with that uh, From Sherry in Los Angeles And Obviously, Sherry's seen the, the video, and she wants to know, do, and, and I think maybe the answer is yes, based on what you just told me about your schedule. Do you always sleep fully dressed? <laughs> if I have to, yes, absolutely. Um, sometimes that's, that's the only time you have. <laughs> <laughs> For our listeners who have not seen the video, and you should go right after the show and take a look at it, uh, it starts with him getting out of bed fully dressed except for his boots, which he puts on. Uh, seriously. Right, you got to take the boots off. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You can't sleep with your boots on. That's a, ba- that's a bad sign in Texas. Oh, yeah, you can't do that at all. That's right. It's bad luck. Um, so was there a story behind the song, something that, that made you realize that you were a believer? Um, well, it's kind of a story. Um, I really like to tell stories in my songs. Um, and, and it's in some ways it's a little bit of a character sketch. It's not exactly autobiographical per se, although, you know, I do believe in a lot of things. Um, but, um, it's, it's, it just started from a guitar riff. Honestly, um, I, that's the way I write a lot of the times I just start with some kind of music or, or an idea or a theme that I like. And, um, I just had that beginning riff and I was playing it every day, all day, all the time. Um, until I kind of came up with a little story to tell about it. Well, it's a great story. It's a very good story. I really Thanks. love it. And it, it um, one of the things I, I noticed is that your band is very tight. I mean, they sound like a, a sort of a single moving organism, and they support you really perfectly. Nobody steps on anybody else. Your vocals are front and center, and they're nicely embedded in a texture. How did you put together such a stellar group of, of uh, artists? Um, well, thank you for the compliments. Um, they would love to hear that. But um, it's just been um, over the course of touring with the uh, Randy Rogers Band over many years. It's mostly guys I've met along the road. Um, it's some that we've played other shows with. Uh, the guitar player that you're hearing on the record, uh, his name is Eric Borash. We call him Ebo. Um, he played on some recordings with us with Randy, um, a couple of records few years back and we've always maintained our friendship and I've been a big fan of his playing so I wanted to get him in there um so pretty organically just guys that I know you know that either live in town or that I'm a fan of and or have worked with before which is frequently the story in music um I I was Mm -hmm. listening to talkers which we're going to play later and I was especially paying attention to the drumming um, I hear so many country drummers who either overpower the vocals or they try to get fancy with multiple fills and they, they lose the simplicity of, of country music. Uh, and you have to be really sophisticated to play simple. Uh, your drummer is right yeah. on. So, uh, who's the drummer there? Uh, his name is Chris Compton. Um, he lives in New Braunfels, Texas. Um, and he really is one of my favorite grooving drummers. I mean, he can play fancy stuff if he has to but he's one of those guys that really just knows how to hold down a groove and, um, and, and keep everything right in the pocket. Which is in the main job. So tell him I, I yeah, said that, exactly. um, is, that even though he, uh, he didn't try to be noticed, I noticed how good he is. Okay. That's awesome. That's the best way to get noticed, I think. Um, I also noticed that you pulled in Brandy Zidane on um, the Willie Dixon cover, and uh, which we're also going to play. I just want to make love to you. How how did you connect with her? I, I know she's recently premiered a new song. Is is that how you found her? Um, again, well, we kind of had crossed paths on the road before. Um, she was playing guitar with um, a girl group called the Trishas, who were out of Texas, and then um, we knew a lot of the same people. And when we tracked the song, we, we actually did that song as kind of an afterthought. We had um, a couple of extra hours of studio time. We had, our original plan was to do 10 tracks for the record, and we had a couple hours to kill. And uh, Ebo, the guitar player, said, hey, man, do you 
have like a cover song that you ever play with, you know, or you something you just want to do for fun. I said, well, we, we played this one live at the show, so we threw that down, and um, it sounded pretty cool. It was fun, and our producer, David Abeda, uh, after we got done, he said, you know, what would really sound great is if we made this song a duet and had the girl sing the parts about, you know, I, I don't want you to keep my home and and, and uh, kind of switch the roles around a little bit. And she was the first person that came to mind just because she's got that really cool kind of uh, throaty voice. Um, and she really knocked it out of the park. As soon as I heard her version of it, it, it made almost made my hair stand up. <laughs> um, which made you look kind of funny. But uh, yes. <laughs> well, since it made your hair stand up, why don't we play a little bit of it and see if it makes our audience's hair stand up? This is I Just Want to Make Love to You. I don't want you to be no slave. I don't want you to work all day. I don't want you to be true. Staying true to the classic, uh, um, you told a little bit of the story. Did, did did you actually do the arranging in that to give it that rock energy feeling? Yeah, that was my arrangement. Um, I'd been playing it live that way for a little bit, um, and yeah, I wanted to find a way to do something different with it. Um, you know, take it. It's, it. And you're right; it is tough to do because I'm pretty sure that song has been covered by several different people. So you want to do it justice, but you don't want to um, you don't want to try to reinvent the wheel either. And, and people kind of expect a certain sound out of covers, so it's really tricky to give them that mm-hmm. sound and give them your own sound too. Um, we're talking. Let me remind my audience. We're talking with Johnny Chops about his new album, Johnny Chops and the Razors. And you can talk with him too. You can call in at three four seven two one five seventy five eleven, or if you're sitting there at work with your headphones on. You can email us, and many of you are, so why don't we get to the emails, musicfridaylive at gmail.com. Um, Allie from Los Angeles wants to know what kind of guitars you have. Oh, that is a great question. I have quite a few. <laughs> um, <laughs> I play a uh, – I love talking guitars. Uh, I have a Gibson uh, Hummingbird Pro an acoustic um, that I usually play when I play acoustic. Um, and then I have a, uh, one of my favorites is a 1966, uh, True Tone that's made by a K and it's a hollow body that I use for slide guitar. And it's, um, an old kind of like a mail order cheap guitar, but it, it has this really cool gnarly sound to it. <clears throat> and then, um, I also play a Les Paul. It's just a, a mid nineties, uh, Gibson Les Paul gold top. And I have another one that I really like. It's kind of a weird one, too. It's made by a company called uh, Italia. Um, they're a small, uh, I think they're out of Korea. And uh, the model is called a Mondial. It's kind of a fiberglass, semi-hollow body, um, acoustic electric thing. It's it's real interesting, and um, I use that one for a couple of specific things as well. Uh, you know, I've, I've always... Cause wondered, you know, I, I go to a lot of concerts as a as a music critic, and uh, I see many 
people bring half a dozen guitars on stage sometimes, and which um, uh, it's, it's always kind of interesting to me. If, if, if you thought through in advance what guitar you're going to use for what song? Oh, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. There's, there's certain ones that have a, spe- a specific type of sound that you want for each specific song. A Les Paul, for example, has humbucking pickups in it. They're a lot warmer and sort of analog sounding. Whereas if you played like a Fender, a Telecaster, or a Strat, um, they have a much thinner kind of a tinnier tone. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's you, for me, it's it's very conscious. There may be guys who just switch because it's fun to switch, but um, I usually do it for a reason. Okay. All right. Uh, another email here from uh, Reg in Dallas, and uh, not too far away from you. Reg wants to know if you've ever played in Dallas. Have you played the Rustic or the House of Blues? Um, I have played the House of Blues with the Randy Rogers Band, but um, I do have a show coming up uh, later this month, actually, in Dallas. We will be at Six Springs Tavern in Richardson, which is just north of uh, downtown Dallas. Okay, Reg. uh, That's on on Saturday, uh, June 30th. Okay. So, Reg, you hear that? You're going to get a chance to see him live Saturday, June 30th. And uh, why don't you give the name of the club once again? I'm Johnny? sorry, can you repeat that? Uh, th- yeah. What's uh, that? Uh, uh, why don't you tell Reggie again, with, uh, remind him of the name of the club. Oh, yeah, we'll be at Six Springs Tavern. It's in Richardson on Saturday, June 30th. Okay, Reg, we expect you to be there with at least a dozen of your friends. Um, Alice, right. e, Come on out. <laughs> Alice E. in New York City uh, wants to know, what's the difference in playing with the two different bands? Oh, it's quite a bit different, actually. Um, so with the Randy Rogers band, I play bass. And um, I'm not really the primary songwriter in that band. Um, I'm more of a support player. Um, I have had a couple of my songs recorded um, with those guys. And then, you know, that band is... Uh, We've been around for a long time. We were on a major label for a little bit. Um, so we have an entire team of people who help us out. We have a booking agent. We have a manager. It's a pretty big company. Um, whereas my thing is basically just me. Um, I book the shows. Um, I play guitar. I sing. I drive the truck or the van to the gig. Um, so it's a little bit more, um, what's the right word, grassroots, I guess. <laughs> it's just <laughs> okay. me. So it's a little bit more work. But um, they're both rewarding in different ways. Yes, okay. exactly. Very, very do it yourself. All right. Well, and here's the email I've been saving for last. It's from Bione Girl in New Orleans, and she says, tell us about the dogs. <laughs> I'd love to tell you about uh, our dogs. So we have two uh, rescue basset hounds, uh, Reggie and Emmy Lou. Um, we got them from Bassett Buddies Rescue of Houston, Texas. Um, we adopted them when they were about four. I think Emily was four when we got her, and Reggie was about five. We got him about a year later. And um, they have their own Instagram account, which you can follow. It's called Bossy and Tubs. <laughs> and um, they're just, uh, they are the coolest dogs. I've always been a dog lover, but they are my favorite of all time dogs I've ever had, um, mainly because. Uh, they're so mellow. They really like to just hang out. They're a classic basset hound. They're, they get hyper for about 30 minutes a day, and then the rest of the time they lay around and just want to eat. Yeah. They're, they're pretty awesome. I love them. That's the way most dogs are. Uh, once again, why don't you <laughs> remind everybody of their Instagram account so they can it can blow up yeah. on you tomorrow? What is it? Yeah, you can. It's uh, Bossy and Tubs. That's uh, Bossy underscore and underscore Tubs. Okay, all right. Well, I'm going to I'm going to follow them too. All right, let, let's get yeah, back to music. I, I will because I've got uh, a 95-pound ball of fur and love here myself, and uh, oh, awesome. she, she has a new puppy friend. So we're we've got plenty of dog energy here. I, now I mentioned uh, earlier 10, 10 cent talkers, uh, an example of very sophisticated drumming that sounds simple. Um, but there's more going on in that song uh, than just drumming. So I want to play a little bit of Ten Cent Talkers. There's two kinds. 
drives the weather down Texas way. The heat of the night and the heat of the day. Two kind of stories in every song. Either love goes right or love goes wrong. Winners and losers, paths and walkers, blind faith jumpers and ten cent talkers. Angles, pitches, reasons and lies. Out of your mouth like machine gun fire. Okay, now, I love the music, and then I looked at the video, which is hysterical. Whose idea was it <laughs> to you. do a parody sports announcers gone wild video? Um, that was all my, that was all me, actually. Um, I had a couple of different treatments. Um, I wrote and produced and directed the whole thing. Um, I had some help with the, the actual video work, but it was all my, kind of my idea. Um, I wanted to do something fun. Um, you know, something that you could kind of get a laugh about, kind of poke fun at, you know, the news and politics and sports. It just seems like everybody's got so much to say, and I just thought it would be kind of, kind of fun to, to call them out. Well, you, you, you pulled it off. You know, so many country and blues videos are are either live shots, live concert shots, or they're kind of pretty tame. Yeah, except for somebody like Patricia Vaughn, who's never tame. But right. that is just. So funny. Have you been you've been getting good response to it? Yeah, yeah. People seem to really be liking it. A bunch of my friends are excited about it. And uh, actually, the guys who are in the video, um, one of them is my nephew. Another guy is actually um, he's our lighting director with Randy Rogers Band. So they're friends of mine, and they're real excited to to be in a video. I've been sharing it. Well, let me tell our audience, you need to go see the video for Ten Cent Talkers. And after the show, of course, you take a look at it and get ready to laugh. Now, we did some research here on the term Ten Cent Talkers, and we could not find any earlier references. So I want to assume that you created it. Is that right? I guess so. Um, I wrote the song kind of quickly. It came out just one afternoon when I was writing for this record. Um I just like the way it sounded, you know, it just um, kind of rolled right off the tongue. Um, one of, sometimes you get lucky when you're writing a song and things just kind of fall in your lap. Um, so I happened to be sitting in the right spot, I guess, that day. Well, it, it, it worked, and uh, it, it's a great piece of music. It's a great concept, right? And then you Thank added you. that wonderful video on top of it. Where should people go to see that video? Is that That's on uh, YouTube? Yes, it's on YouTube. You can go to my YouTube page. It's just called Johnny Chops and the Razors. Okay, after the show today, everybody should go to Johnny Chops and the Razors on YouTube and check out the video for Ten Cent Talkers, and you will have a great laugh, all right? Uh, and I should say that, that the term Ten Cent Talkers is now part of my vocabulary. Uh, Excellent. Okay. We have time for one more song, and I want to reach back a little bit on this song and also give folks uh, just a taste of what you and the Randy Rogers uh, band like. So I want to play Last Last Chance. I got one foot on the gas. Got one foot in the grave I'm in the kind of trouble From which I can't be saved I spend my nights running Or I spend my days in chains This is my last, last chance to get it right Try to live a good life 
I hope that song <laughs> was not from your history, or if it is, it, you eventually got it right. I think so. It's it's a little bit of an exaggeration because it makes for a better song. But um, I, I do like writing songs about redemption and, and trying to be a better person. So, yeah, okay. it's slightly autobiographical. Well, good. I think we need more songs like that. Uh, and, and, you know, comparing that song to, say, Believer, um, I, I can I can tell the signature difference between the way you sound and the two different bands. Uh, the the Randy uh, is much more country, much more twangy, less bluesy. Um, it, it, is, is that about right? Is that how you see it? Are you hear? Yeah. It? Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, Randy's Randy is a country singer through and through. Um, that's that's just how his voice sounds when he talks. So that's uh, that's how he sounds. <laughs> And as people can tell, that's not how your voice sounds when you talk. <laughs> a little different. Um, we have uh, some more emails here, and, and one particular. This is from Mustafa in um, St. Paul. And St. Paul says, we have a big Americana audience here. You should put us on your tour stop. I don't know, have you ever played in St. Paul? You know what? I have not, not with the Razors. I think we played with Randy uh, once or twice been a while though um, we had a great time too i remember going there and really loving the city so uh, i will be sure to put that on my next round of uh, tour stops okay well as i was telling you off air st st paul is the home of um red house records and uh, they have tequila nights on friday night so if you happen to be there on a friday night stop oh, man. it now i'm gonna try <laughs> to be there on a friday night okay all right you know if you a few um uh, a one tequila because you sip tequila, you don't gulp it down. If it's good tequila, right, right. one of those, and then go on stage. Well, you know, I I think it's really impressive that that you can tour with with both bands uh, as different as they are, and I love them both. Although I'm partial to the Razor sound, and that that's ju- that's just me. Um, so congratulations on that, even if it does take virtually every waking hour. Uh, we <laughs> are out of time. We are out of time, but real quick, where can people get your music? You can go to my website at johnnychopsmusic.com, or you can find it on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or Amazon. Okay, all right. Uh, And uh, I want uh, people to be able to see you live. I know you're going to be playing in Flagstaff and in San Diego and in Los Angeles and Santa Barbara. What's the best way for people to track your tour and to get tickets? Um, just go to my website, johnnychopsmusic.com. Um, I will be announcing that uh, West Coast run here uh, in just a couple of days. So we'll have a bunch okay. of tour dates coming up um, in the Southwest. Okay. Well, Johnny Chops, I want to thank you very much for your great music and also for taking time uh, to be here with us today and uh, for a fabulous video. <laughs> so thank you so thank much. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Uh, it's Johnny Chops, and the new album is Johnny Chops and the Razors, and you should check it out. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, a Halo Circus. So don't go away. You're not going to want to miss this. But in the meantime, we're going to take a little trip to Mexico. Just two hours south of the California border lies the enchanting seaside town of San Felipe, Baja, California, where friendly people, warm waters, and a relaxing vacation awaits. And it all starts at www.mysanfelipevacation.com. Whether you choose to golf on the 18-hole championship course overlooking the Sea of Cortez with friends, enjoy a romantic weekend for two on the beach, or take the whole family for a fun-filled weekend of shopping and activities, you'll be sure to find just the right accommodations at mysanfelipevacation.com. So what are you waiting for? Isn't it time you got away? Visit www.mysanfelipevacation.com today. That's www.mysanfelipevacation.com. See you in San Felipe. That's right. You can 
Have a great weekend or even a great week if you uh, in uh, San Felipe. So go to San Felipe. That's mysanfelipevacation.com. Use the discount code MFLA5 and you will get a discount. And you'll be really glad you did. Halo Circus is a bilingual alternative electronic rock duo based in Los Angeles, California, composed of vocalist Allison Arrieta and bassist Matthew Hager. The real story is that they are the best band out there that has not yet won a Grammy. And I say this because their newest album, Robots and Wranglers, is light years ahead of anybody else on the rock scene. It has been met with rave reviews and some controversy and predictions of being album of the year. It has three nominations for the L.A. Music Critic Awards, and Halo Circus has just wrapped up a successful and probably overambitious 30-city tour. The husband and wife team are back in Los Angeles. Uh, They are recouping from far too much traveling, but they agreed to spend a little time with us today. Allison and Matthew, thank you for taking time off to talk with us today. Hi, Patrick. Thank you for having us. Hey, Patrick, thank you. Well, thanks for being here, and I, I know you guys uh, are always on the move, always on the go, always busy, so I really appreciate the time. Um, you're now home now, and after an incredibly ambitious tour, are, are you tired, relieved, excited, wiser, or all of the above? <laughs> Ooh. Good question. That's a good, I think all of the above. I think all of the above. I mean, we learned a lot. Um it's good to be back home for sure. Uh, and, you know, as a band, um, going out and, and hustling a, a brand new idea is is terrifying. <laughs> but it was also a, a lot of fun. We learned a lot. Um, so we're, we're celebrating all the, the victories now and, and breathing. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Uh, the, the critical reaction to the new album has been overwhelmingly good. Rave, I think, is a term used a lot. But I understand that it created some controversy on the road. So so how did the fans like it? Uh, well, the, 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 I'll, I'll say that the, the, the fans were great. And then being able to, to play the new material in front of new audiences was, was really exciting. I think uh, there's there's you know, because we wrote this album about 2018 and, and really tried to get in there, I, it seems to be resonating with a lot of people and upsetting a lot of people. We, we, um, we had venues that had hate emails and hate phone calls ahead of our coming. And, um, I remember in Houston, they were getting a lot of people saying, how could you have these, uh, Trump haters and, um, which we've never claimed to be a Trump hater. Uh, but, um, you know, we had hecklers for the first time. I think 2018 has emboldened a personality type in America who doesn't mind screaming at a female singer while she's performing and saying really rude things and showing up, paying the money, and then threatening people. We had someone try and set our set on fire. Um, <laughs> you know, it's... it's <laughs> Unsuccessfully, See, that's the thing. This is unsuccessfully yeah. because Allison kicked them in the face, Ooh. and uh, it was beautiful. <laughs> that's the thing. You know, people people assume that I'm, you know, that Allison's a sensitive, sensitive one, and I'm the, you know, the muscle. Uh, couldn't be further from the truth. You know, she doesn't get rigged out by stuff like this. I, I think because she's been brown her whole life, she doesn't get rigged out uh, by stuff like this. But I... But it freaks me out. It upsets me. It makes me sad. It makes me sad well, for the country. Uh, I, I read someplace that, um, um, and I know this, that Allison, you were raised in Compton, and that you saw some pretty um, unnerving things on the street in Compton. So you're tough. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I yeah, think, she, and not only that, not only having that as a background, I think helps, <laughs> but. Even, you know, having the American Idol background, the, the reality TV background, the uh, L.A., Hollywood, music mm. industry background, um, I expect people to light my shit on fire. I expect 
um, to be heckled. You know, I I expect that kind of stuff. And and the more and more we do you get, expect you to know, be lied to. <laughs> I expect to be lied to. I do, and, and I don't. Yeah, I don't think right personally. I can still. Um, I can. St- I'll still show up on time and be very happy to to do it. Um, mm-hmm. I guess uh, my point is, it's just gotten. Uh, it it appears to be getting louder and heavier uh, every every year that goes by. As as a Halo Circus member, um, it's very hard to fight the. Well, I'm just trying to be creative and 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 make music and and uh, have conversations of curiosity and questions, you know, because isn't that what art is? Isn't that what art used to be? But now it's like <clears throat> I'm not feeling so. Uh, it, it's starting. It's it's just it's debilitating, and it's actually really hard to to want to just uh, have a, a creative conversation or a creative idea. And really, really fight for it when you're getting punched in the stomach by Ooh. today, by by today's everything. Um, oh. It's hard. Yeah, it's rough. It, 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 I'm starting to really, and maybe it's just me. Like, I, I turned 26 on 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 tour this year, and it was uh, very eye opening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 26 well, going yeah. on 99. Um. <laughs> Maybe that that that's why your your lyrics and your music is so sophisticated because you are an uh, an old soul in a young body. Um, <laughs> but in any case, uh, a little controversy probably doesn't hurt. I don't know. We'll see on that one. Uh, but I know that there's a <laughs> a story behind the shi- the shift from your previous alt rock quartet to electronic rock with some social images, uh, messages in it. Uh, it was born out of necessity, but was that kind of always there, both the sophisticated composition and, and the social messages Was that kind of always inside you? You know, I, I'm, I'm, that's a, that's a great way of asking that question. Um, because people do feel, people assume that robots and wranglers is a real departure for us. And we didn't feel that at the time. Um, and we felt like it was just an evolution. You know, Bunny was written six years ago, believe it or not. It just took a few years to, to be released and recorded. Um, you know, we were different people, younger people at different times. And I thought Bunny was incredibly social conscious. The difference is Bunny was all about first person. It was all about how does this affect me? How do I feel about it? This is how I'm processing it. This is who I am. Um, that was the perspective of Bunny. Um, it was Allison's uh, diary entries, you know, and an album was written around it. The Robots and Wranglers is not really first person um, for the most part. Um, it's really about storytelling. And so we we just kind of evolved as as writers and... You know, to talk, to speak specifically about the social angles, I think the same things that are in our hearts now were in our hearts in Bunny. Um, but with, with, with robots, we tried really hard to just take what was being said and how it was being felt and said in the zeitgeist, you know, in the world, in America at least, in 2018, and just take a little bit of here and there and write songs about it what people are dealing with, what people are worried about, what, you know, it's funny, you know, this just came, you know, this is the week where, uh, where they just, you know, held all those children um, down on the border and separated them from parents. And we're at a point where if you stand up and say, you know what, I've had it, I've, I've kept quiet long enough, but gosh, darn it. I don't want kids to be in prisons without their parents. Uh, and and even that can cause backlash. If we're at a point where standing up for children can cause backlash, then I guess we wrote the wrong record because it's 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 not much more complicated than we have the parts the hearts of people who would stand up for children. And I Good don't give you. a shit about politics. Good for you. Well, let's play a little bit of the music that uh, was so controversial. Um, and. Uh, <laughs> 
Okay, here it is. This is uh, <laughs> narcissism. you, but I want you to love me. Uh, did, did <laughs> Matthew and Allison, did you two write that together? Um, and did you realize it could be polarizing to write that, that line? Oh my gosh. Uh, I think we did. I don't know how that one that one happened. I mean, you were, that was probably still Matthew spitting. I remember when we wrote that song, like when he wrote that, the first verse, he was in the kitchen just like if you really wanted to write something interesting or different this time around, you'd like, and, and he wrote the first verse, like in the kitchen, just like he was spitting. Wow. What? Um, yeah. <laughs> I think All right. Was, well, it was going to, I think that, that, that was, that was probably the line that had the most, um, force behind it. Like it felt I'm right sure. to say it, but it felt like we released a little bit of anger on that one. Yeah. Yeah, um, but in the process, you know, you you created musically, not just lyrically, but musically. You've created music that that is far into the future of rock, and you've managed to combine it with messaging that is right now, today. It's about your society, our society, and you talk up, but you talk about social media on that song, and you guys are a social media powerhouse. Uh, it, it's Seems like <laughs> it seems like you have to be what Allison calls a narcissist just to survive today, at least in the music world. Oh yeah, you, I think that's the fun she, of. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Go, no, you. You're more interesting. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Um, <laughs> He's a great husband, isn't he? <laughs> He's a great, great. <laughs> um. Oh God, I've. I've totally forgotten what I was going to say because of that. You have to be Matthew, a narcissist to survive. <clears throat> oh, right. We were on tour. You know, we, we saw that, you know, I'll start over. The whole album is, is us holding up a mirror to 2018. Like, and, and even holding up the mirror to ourselves. Last year, um, on or the year before that, I don't even remember when we did the East Lansing tour. Um, that's when we were taken in how powerful social media and the internet is to families, to just everyone. You've got nine-year-olds knowing more uh, about where to find a Starbucks near you than you know <laughs> me. Me, I don't like. Uh, you know what I mean? It's just yeah. that's how important it is, and that's how. Honestly, it it almost feels more honest for me to like go online now and post constantly uh, because I've been able to break it down through Halo Circus like that. Because I'm not I I grew up in in the hood. You you said it like I, I was ten years yeah. behind already. So I I I I'm just really understanding how big you know, Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and, and how that's, that's it. That's how you reach people. Um, so it's, it's almost like, okay, well, we're going to fight fire with fire. Um, and we're almost surrendering to the reality of, of what we have against us as artists. Um, yeah, I think it, I think it has a shelf life. Yeah. I think social media and the DIY movement has a shelf life. I think it's a band-aid and we're, we're in between things. The, the idea that artists 
can go out there, do everything themselves from marketing, marketing to publicity, to art direction, to tour routing, to booking, to merchandise design, to, to all this stuff and, and, and gathering, you know, uh, uh, an email fan base and, and, and organizing tour. The, the idea that one or two people can do this and sustain it for a long period of time is insanity. Um, so I, I, get, I, I actually think listening. it's, I get tired of yeah, listening to list all the much. things you have to you do. Know, well, yeah. we, we've been able, thank God, we've been able to hire a few people here and there, uh, that have been able to help. We have a radio team for the first time in our history. So that's phenomenal. And we, we certainly welcome that, but you know, the good old days were good for a reason, and I'm excited to see what's around the corner because I, I think the DIY thing's uh, got an end date to it. Well, I, I think you put your finger on it. Um, what it takes to survive in the music world or in, in any world is money, and you actually have a statement about yeah. that. Let's, let's play a little bit of yeah. that. Oh, money. Yay. It's everything you want and need. It's everything you want and need as demanded Turns every page with your D.O.C. understanding Then it throws you away, throws you away, throws you away And tears you down to nothing till you're broken It's what you want You know, as I listened to that, and I listened to it several times yesterday, um, that was not an easy song to craft. There's a lot of stuff going on in there, and everything oh, in there music is interconnected. Uh, who put it together? The two of you working together on the kitchen table? Yeah. That one was the monster. Yeah. That one went through many versions. Yeah. You didn't almost get divorced over it, did you? Oh God! No, no. We've had a few. We had a few fun, like um, discovery moments in the studio. I mean, like uh, get, getting to write this 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 album with with Matthew has been one of the best experiences of my life. I've never been this invested in something and and hands on. Um, so mm-hmm. learning so much from Matthew as a lyricist and as a producer has been just unbelievable I, I've, I've learned so much and i've had so much fun just experimenting with him um it's fun and, and it's great because you get to experiment and uh also finish an idea when you work with matthew <laughs> not <laughs> just experiment and never finish anything um which has been my history so uh we that oh money was definitely the one of the hardest uh, the hardest song because it went through so many um, phases, and uh, there, there were yeah, we, many versions of that before <laughs> it was. We this, don't. It, really it was know what we're, more money. Yeah. Yeah, we don't really know what we're writing until it's until it's done, and uh, some things come very fast and very clear, and oh, money came very fast, and then kind of stopped. And and uh, so it's sort of like for about six weeks, it just it morphed one way to another way to another way. And it was probably one of the first we wrote and one of the last we finished. And it was it was an anomaly. The fact that it's first on the album and it's being discussed as a single um, is, is a really fun surprise for us, because with the amount of time we spent on it, we had no uh, by the time we were done. You know, I, I probably would have just hidden it at the end of the album or something because I, I have no idea. You you lose perspective, so it's great that it's translated. 
Well, the final product, though, I think was is um, one of the most sophisticated and uh, powerful songs on the al- on an album full of sophisticated and powerful songs. So it all paid off. Uh, let me remind our listeners. Let me remind our listeners that we're talking with Halo Circus, and you can talk with them too. You can call in three four seven two one five seventy five eleven, or if you're sitting there at work with your headphones on, which I know most of you are or you're listening to a podcast, uh, you can uh, email us, musicfridaylive at gmail.com. And we actually do have some emails here, so why don't we uh, do that? Uh, This is from Astrid in uh, San Diego, and Astrid uh, says, um, Narcissist is an odd song. (laughs) I (laughs) I can't decide if it's about me or about you or about Trump. Which is it? That's oh, beautiful. That's well, that's that's the thing. That's exactly, and I don't know that's you, right. Astrid. I'm sure you're a wonderful person. <laughs> I mean, and that you have, um, you know, some level of of curiosity and and care about the arts because you listen to to, to this show and and you hear the incredible mind of Patrick. So um, <laughs> I'm gonna just say that you know that's exactly what. We did, you know. Narcissist is, could be about, you know, the person you are sitting next to at at the stoplight um, because you know he or she is uh, actually holding up the line of cars behind of her um, because she's, you know, Snapchatting and uh, there's a green light now. Um, I, I, I wow! I, I feel like I just sounded like someone's grandmother. Snapchat. No, listen. It, it could it could be about it could be about me. It could be about my. It could be about Trump. It could be about my mom. It could be you know, it's it's uh, it's a curious time and there's a lot of this going on. This narcissism seems to be a big buzzword. We seem to, you know, the 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 the, the president of the Philippines or the head of uh, Venezuela or it's like people who think this is exclusively about Trump have it wrong. Yeah. I'm going to, re- I'm going to remember that, that line, um, uh, Alice in the Abuela. Um, <laughs> Abuela, Alice. <laughs> uh, uh, Rachel in Los Angeles uh, says, um, you guys not only changed the band, but Matthew changed his hair. He little, he literally reversed its direction. Allison, did uh, <laughs> his hair make you feel like you're married to a new man? Aw, well, mm, no, but it, I, I mean, it's, it's we're we we are so encouraging of new looks in our little weird family, um, you know. I, I, I it's it's just fun, you know. And I think rebirth and and you know, if if you get a chance to look even younger than you already do. At forty something, then why not do it? <laughs> okay, all right. We are getting a little tight on time, and there's a couple more songs I want to play, and one in particular I want to play, uh, "Parque," the span, the one Spanish song on the album. So here it is. Sounds like kind of a, the Spanish take on contact. You sing, talk to me, love me, save me. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Uh, is that another comment on uh, autonomous society? Yeah, um, and I think especially for the uh, for the fellow brown woman, um, or for the fellow whatever you are outside of the norm. Uh, you know, the, I love Iparaki because it makes me feel like if if there was a female version of David Byrne in the 80s, like, that's what she would sing about, and that's what it would sound like, and that would be the order in which she was listing the weird uh, necessities of a, you know, the <laughs> lifestyle of a woman. So, yeah. you know, it's so specific, and, and um, I, I, I love it. So, yeah, I, it's just, it's uh, like, let's dumb it down, or not even dumb it down, but... Um, oh. Like it's as if you're reading it on a, on a paper. That that's just here's the, here are the Simple. things we go through. Simple, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mentioned the song "Contact," which unfortunately I don't think we're going to have time to play any of. Well, yeah, let, let, let's let's do that. I've uh, uh, let's play a little bit of "Contact." <laughs> for contact there's a there's a whole conversation there unfortunately we don't have time to uh, have it we're gonna have to have you back on again and just talk maybe about that song but uh <laughs> yes, right please. now uh yes uh i i because i know how she feels i think our whole society knows how she feels there we are out of time and i'm so sorry because there are so many great songs on robots and wranglers and it's a unified whole too they're they're all great songs and it's a great album uh, so people are just going to have to get the album, and where should they go to do that? You know, do us a Taylor favor. Kirk go on com. Spotify. Yeah, <laughs> and go do on that. Spotify. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Go on Spotify, right. listen to the album for free, love it, and download it. That's what okay. I tell people. If you want to find out about our touring or more about the band, go on halocircus.com. But since this is a DIY world, everything revolves around Spotify at the moment, from touring to publicity to everything. It's just the way computers work. It's not fair. It doesn't pay well. But that's where we need the attention to be. So please go to Spotify, look up Halo Circus, Robots and Wranglers, follow us on Spotify, tell your friends, and if you love the album, download it from iTunes. What he said. (laughs) <laughs> all right all right uh that and allison uh first oh before we go uh you have any live performances planned um Not, you know we, we, we're, we're definitely you'll you'll let us know huh <laughs> we have a festival in houston in november and we're going to be playing uh we're definitely playing another la show and we're definitely going to make good on our uh commitments to do some west coast states and probably a few others um but right now we're just uh allison has to stay well and rest okay all right yeah i need a break i'm gonna okay we're going to uh, call it there because we are out of time thank you guys so much for for being with us uh today this has been wonderful we're going to have you you back on uh, at another time. And uh, let me just say, you've been listening to Music Friday Live with Patrick O'Heffernan from Cyberstation USA, Blog Talk Radio, and our radio affiliates. If you like our Facebook page, follow our Twitter feeds, get real-time updates on our guests. For our producers, our Lars Christensen, our program director is Jason Barlabin, our intern who now has her own radio show. She's actually no longer our intern, is Angeline Sorano. Download this and other Music Friday programs at blogtalkradio.com and on iTunes. And don't forget to listen to Halo Circus on Spotify. Tune in next week. We're going to have uh, uh, Victoria Ginty and Willem Milante. Good night, everyone. Have a great musical weekend. And here's some more of Contact. Thank you.